Acá está, le espera la 12. La recta principal. Venga Suárez. Venga Regio. Daniel Suárez se la lleva, papá. ¿Qué te digo? Daniel Suárez, ganador. Suárez logra su primera victoria en Cup. Suárez gana el Sonaba. Suárez, ganador. Hey, race fans, I should say uh, Benevenidos this time because welcome to Backseat Drivers. Uh, six years of Spanish and I still... That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I got a uh, I wish we had some taco pinatas this morning to smash. What an exciting day for Daniel Suarez and the sport. The first Mexican-born driver to win in the NASCAR Cup Series. And here is what his team owner, Justin Marks, and Daniel had to say following the race at Sonoma. Daniel Suarez, Travis Matt, um, helped to build Trackhouse, and uh, they've been working so hard together. They've been so focused, so dedicated, trying to get into victory lane. The, the, one, the one car winning two races this year was tough on them, but they never gave up. They knew that they deserved to be in victory lane. I'm so proud of them and happy for them. Well, obviously, you know, knowing that you haven't won yet, there is a little bit of doubt, but, uh, but I knew that I was fast. I knew that I could race with them, with the, with the, with the guys that are winning but I haven't showed that first victory. So I told my team, you know, the last five weeks, we have had very fast race cars, but, but things happen. It was hard to, to stay on track, but at the end, my team, everyone stayed together and we keep pushing. I told them that, uh, that bad luck doesn't last forever and tough people do. And uh, we keep working very hard. We kept working very hard and, and here we are. All right, well, Suarez says there was a little bit of doubt before that win, but two guys here at the table I have no doubt in, Nate Ryan and our resident analyst, Mamba Smith. I am Alex Weaver, and we're going to get right into it because Team Trackhouse is showing out this season. It's been the storyline of the 2022 race season, but are they a threat to make the championship four? We're talking both drivers now with Ross Chastain and with Daniel Suarez, both having wins. Ross, obviously, a multi-time winner this season, so Nate... Championship four, do you have them in there? I think I do now. And I, I took a lot of grief for when I was on the show a couple of months ago. I think it was right after Swar or uh, after Chastain won at Talladega where I said I didn't think he was a championship four pick at that point, and mm -hmm. I didn't. Um, but he's continued to run consistently since then. And now to have his teammate Suarez get his first win and really validate where Trackhouse is. You know, we heard Justin Marks just say it, that I think there was maybe a little bit of underlying tension there if one team wins and the other doesn't. Um, they were already working in lockstep, but I think this just builds the culture even more. And I think that they're a first-tier team now. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? Uh, We've talked about this. A I lot. know, I know, and it's like <laughs> I'm still right where I was before, which is I feel really good about Trackhouse. I think they're gonna. I think at least one car is gonna be in the round of eight. Um, the final four is just so tough. Like that's that, you still gotta yeah. get through it, and they're so new. They haven't had to do that before. Like this group hasn't had to do that. So. Um, I have all the confidence in the world that they're a threat, and luckily that was the question, not are they in, are they a threat to be in? Yes, they are. Um, but I got them in the round of eight, and now the 99 is up there too. And shout out to Stevie Latar, because Steve said last week, he said, um, you know, when we were racing at Hendrick and I was with Dale Jr., and everyone else is winning, that's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Justin Marks has validated that comment from Steve. And it is, when your teammates are winning and you're not, that's really tough. So. There's a whole nother uh, mountain you got to climb, and they did it. Nate, just covering Suarez the last couple of years, have you have you seen the pressure start to get there to him? I think so. I think we saw a little bit this season. Yeah. I mean, outwardly, we know that he's always this hugely positive, you know, bubbly person. You know, as he said there, you know, 
tough times don't last, tough people do. And I think he's embodied that throughout his time in NASCAR and in America. But I, I think we saw it a little bit, especially after Circuit of the Americas when mm -hmm. Chastain got his first win when Suarez might have had the best car. And I think it was wearing on him a little bit. And it's not talked about a lot, but I mean, if Trackhouse is going to be a first-tier team and you've got Chastain there now and you, the other slot, you have a driver who hasn't won yet, maybe long-term. I mean, Daniel Suarez is a huge part of what Trackhouse is about, but if he doesn't win, I think then questions get raised. And that naturally is going to build pressure on a driver. Well, guess what, Daniel? You don't have to worry you about it. You don't have to worry, no, homie. <laughs> You're good. Um, and next time I'm at a race, I want to sit with Daniel's Amigos because, well, uh, that was that was where they the party hyped. is at. In they were Sonoma. hyped. Heck yeah. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Um, okay, well, Kim Coon, if you're watching, I'm backing you up on this one too because I'm going to stick with it. But does a race-winning team miss the playoffs? We have another spot, another first-time winner for this season. It's locked up. Mamba takes a sigh. <laughs> Here we go. I'll start with you. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Um, does, <laughs> Basically, I, we're asking is there 17-plus like, winners? And I <sighs> – Again. I, I, would love, I would love to see it because it's going to – it would be like, wow, like – this is amazing. So many the so many different winners. How competitive the cars. I just don't really see it. Like I think that people are gonna start. Teams are gonna start getting on the roll because it's getting down to playoff time. So you gotta start figuring out what you got and what you don't got. And yeah. if you gotta change up. So I feel like we're gonna start seeing some multi-time winners. The cream is gonna rise to the top. Oh, there it is. And I'm gonna triple dog down on there that. There it is. <laughs> that sigh I just heard from Mamba. I feel like I've heard that from Cup drivers who've been yeah. asked the same question in recent weeks. I you feel have. like I heard that from Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, I, I understand where Mamba's coming from and where they're coming from because we haven't seen it yet. And I think it does get a little bit tiring that this gets asked annually and it hasn't happened. So how can we really be talking about it until it actually happens? But if there's going to be a year that's going to happen, like the confluence of stuff that's happening in the Cup Series this year with the changing of the guard, the changing of the car, some new tracks, um, this could be the year. I think my question, Alex, is just, you know, which team? Which, which, which race-winning team? Is it a, is it a, is it a vulnerable I team? I don't know yet. That's, that's the problem. When I start looking at the numbers, shh, when I start <laughs> looking at the numbers, we don't know... Kim and I kind of circle about two more drivers, and then we're like, eh, okay, maybe mm -hmm. it was a little aggressive. But it would just, for the storyline, I want to do it for the plot. You know? Yeah. Like, we're, it helps we're us. Full, it helps us. We're, we're full sending it. Look, and I'll give you credit. Like, I, I think that we'll have, like, 17 winners throughout the year. Sure. But yeah. before the playoffs, um, I don't know about all that. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, and now we're starting to go to, like, similar tracks and but we, we've got 12 winners in, what, seven, 16 races? Yeah. And See? so I, I still have, like, 10 more guys I could pick that don't have wins and say yeah, they could win. I, you know, just, just go down the list. Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., I know he hasn't been his normal self. Tyler Reddick. Christopher Bell. Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. I mean, there's, there's a lot of names still. It can out. happen. So now when I ask the rest of the field, because I've asked about five or six drivers and I get the <laughs> no. <laughs> so I want that to change. All right. A team who does not have to worry about hopefully locking into the playoffs with all four of their drivers having a W in the win column this season is Hendrick Motorsports. 
Sonoma, they checked off a huge milestone for the sport. The first team in NASCAR history to cross over the 100,000 miles lead. That's insane. That's a lot. We know how many wins they have. It's, I mean, Rick Hendrick is just setting them on fire. We've known this for years. However, the summer has not been so kind to Hendrick as of late. Uh, their finishes at Sonoma, eighth place for Chase Elliott after a bad uh, pit stop and a tire issue where they couldn't get the tire back on. He gets a penalty for pitting outside of the box. William Byron finished in the ninth place. Kyle Larson was your pole sitter, and he ended up 15th. Alex Bowman, I don't even – he might – I've just taken it into the house. I don't even know where he finished. Um, <laughs> are we concerned with Hendrick Motorsports' recent performance, Nate? I am not that concerned. By the way, Alex Bowman finished 16th. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, Thank you, Nate. I am not that concerned about Hendrick because I feel like it, it's somewhat calculated, and we've seen this before. I mean, going all the way back to when Jimmy Johnson was winning mm -hmm. seven championships – uh, there would always be that summer lull and they would build toward the playoffs and I feel like there could be some calculation again like that for Hendrick Motorsports but even if you just look at Sonoma I mean you just said it Alex I mean pole sitter and Kyle Larson uh, obviously Chase Elliott ran up toward the front until they they had the wheel problem so I'm much more concerned about Joe Gibbs racing where Toyota mm. didn't have anybody finish in the top 15 at Sonoma which is just kind Insane. of astounding and mm -hmm. I don't I, I can't really put my finger on why they were so bad I'm, I'm less worried about where Hendrick is right now yeah Toyota is an interesting. We're, we're going to touch on that. Yeah, in a yeah. Let, okay, so are we worried about Hendrick? No, because do they, we ever worry? No, about uh, you can't. How do you worry about a team that has been <laughs> dominant for basically my entire life? Like, <laughs> like I don't even know what we're talking about. But okay, so you look at Larson. Sat on the pole, was fast, had a tire, a pit road issue. Mm -hmm. Chase Elliott, fast pit road issue. So those two things are ex ex execution. That's it. Hard for me to say, yeah. but you Hard if, for them to do. yeah, you got to execute and you do that, and we're probably okay. And they also were the road course pit stops are just a little different, so yeah. you know uh, I'll give them some there. William Byron finished in the top ten. You ask William if a top ten is a win for him at Sonoma. I'm pretty sure he's gonna say yes. And then the 48 that you didn't know where he would finish, he was running in the top ten before <laughs> Kyle Busch spun out, and then he had to do a base of action. It went back to like 25th or something. Yeah. So he came all the way back to 16th. I ain't worried about Hendrick. Yeah, no, not worried <laughs> about him for sure. Uh, however, we may, may get a penalty with uh, Kyle Larson and Cliff Daniels. Obviously, tire falls off. We know how that ends in the NASCAR Cup Series. So moving forward, I know that we have a week off and they'll kind of gather their thoughts and get ready for the rest of the regular season. But are we worried about Kyle Larson over the next possibly four weeks without Cliff Daniels? I'm, I'm not too worried. Although I will say, I mean, you look at the Coke 600 and I, you can give Cliff Daniels a ton of credit for yeah. how Kyle Larson performed in the second half of that race with that very memorable pep talk. But I do think that uh, the way NASCAR is configured these days and the way teams work, the, the, their workflow, I don't know if the crew chief has to be at the track. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Cliff Daniels can't deliver that speech to Kyle Larson mm -hmm. like he could at, at Charlotte, but uh, you look at Denny Hamlin, he won at Charlotte without Gabe True. Hart being there. So uh, it might actually be a little bit of a benefit where Larson now, I think, becomes even more the team leader mm -hmm. and has to be a little bit more vocal and, and is thrust into a position where he has to focus more. Uh we love Cliff. Yeah, Cliff, Cliff Daniels is easily one of the best leaders on pit road. There is, I mean, it's like him, Gabe Hart, Rodney Childers, like those three guys are just like really, really good at what they do and keeping their driver and their team locked in. Um, so it's going to take a little bit of a hit, but that team is deep. 
uh, Hendricks deep at Vin deep. That's why they have so many championships is because when things like this happen, mm -hmm. someone else next man up, someone else steps in. So I, I think it'll be an adjustment. But to Nate's point, I think it's also going to be a good a good thing for Kyle. He's going to have to be a little different and gain some of that championship pedigree that he has and kind of put that put that into the bank. So yeah. Yeah. All right, Mama. Let's circle back to what Nate brought up with Joe Gibbs Racing and the Toyota specifically. Oh. We've talked about the Toyotas a lot this season, but it's been like this. Yeah. Like, what what's going on with the Toyotas that they need to kind of streamline the process? Oh, uh, if I knew that, then I would not be at this desk. <laughs> I think I'd be over at TRD. Um, I don't I don't know. I'm not really sure. It's like uh, they have a hard time executing a full race. I think that I think that's what it comes mm -hmm. down to. Whether it's they're fast enough to win and then they don't, or they get into a, a tight situation and they just can't finish up. Even at Gateway, you know, you had two Toyotas lined up. You probably couldn't ask for any two better ones with yeah. Kyle and Kurt. Yeah. And they couldn't figure it out to pass the one forward on the inside. Because you know that they were, Kurt was going to try and do everything he could to get that Toyota in victory lane for Kyle. And they just couldn't figure it out. So I don't know what it is. But I know that they better figure it out because uh, it's about game time yeah. here, boys. Well, Kyle Busch had a typical Kyle Busch day of just hating everything <laughs> in Sonoma. So, Nate, what do you need to see from the Toyotas? I, I think it's just a manufacturer-wide type of thing. I mean, we heard Tony Stewart say it on the broadcast yesterday that there's one manufacturer, it was Chevrolet, that's, mm -hmm. that's just got that advantage right now. So I, I think that's part of it. I think there, there are some glimmers for Toyota that the Kurt Busch win um, certainly was good for them as a little morale boost, but I think they have been on the back foot uh, most of the season. And to your yeah. point, Alex, I mean, when Kyle Busch is hating life the way we heard him hate life uh, at Sonoma and he still isn't signed uh, beyond this season, I mean, I'm sure that just adds another layer of distraction and of chaos. But in the past, sometimes Gibbs thrives on that and, and their drivers thrive on that. And we certainly we've seen Hamlin thrive on that. So I'm certainly not ready to write them off yet, but um, I think they just need to sort of just regroup here on this off week and, and come back stronger. Let's not forget, too, a couple of things bounced their way, and they have, like, five, six wins as a, as a manufacturer. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bubba was really fast in Atlanta, yeah. was really charging. Talladega, they were, the 45 and the 23 were right yeah. there. Las Vegas, like, the 19 and the 18, and then you look at Gateway. Like, they were not that far away from multiple wins. They just have not sealed it. All right, well, here's the seal and the deal for Toyota. Uh, Nate also mentioned Kyle Busch in, involved in silly season talk. Another Toyota driver, Martin Trix Jr., will have that on next week's show, uh, so make sure and tune in to all the silly season drama. It's my favorite part to talk about. Um, all right, well, let's just stir the pot. One includes a Toyota driver. <laughs> I just love doing it. If I had to put my money on one of these drivers for the rest of the season, who would it be? Ross Chastain. Or uh, the um, Sonoma watermelon eater, Denny Hamlin. I don't know if you saw the tweet, but there was a watermelon in the hauler. <laughs> Ross Chastain claims it's not him. Let's see the footage. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Mamba, who are you going with, Chastain or Hamlin? All in. All in, meaning to all win. All in win. for the rest like, of the season. Okay, who am I picking to win the championship between those two? Sure. I think I gotta go Chastain. I think I think I, I look look. I gotta go Chastain. I it's mainly because they've been so consistent, and I know DH is on the all times win list trying to pass Tony. Like I know, like I get that. But right now we've just talked about it. Toyota as a whole 
isn't hasn't been consistent. Mm -hmm. Trackhouse has probably been the most consistent yeah. team. So if, I, if if it's down, if it's just one and one, which one I'm gonna bet on all, all for the rest of the season? I'll bet on the one. I'll, I'll, Surprising. I'll, I'll, I'll rile up the Chastain haters again oh. and say I'll go with Denny Hamlin. Um, I know that like I've been down on Ross Chastain's championship chances here now for a couple of months, but <laughs> I just I, I still think like experience is going to matter. I, I believe he can make the championship for now. Like I, I, I will grant that. And he's a tremendous driver, uh, obviously still feeling his way in terms of how he's racing against other cup veterans. Uh, but I still just believe at some point that the, champ the championship will come Denny Hamlin's way. Mm -hmm. I do think, he, think he's too good a driver, and I'll probably just pick him against anybody who doesn't have a title until he wins one. Wow. I will say, for most sports, experience in the postseason it, it tends to rise. It matters. So, it matters. Um, But we did start this this uh, very first episode of Backseat Drivers this season asking if this was the year Denny Hamlin got a championship. It was Steve Letard in the seat, and all three uh. of us said no. So... I, I'm, you rolled with it. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, I, I'm no one's turning the tape back on me. I, I'm sticking to my takes. All right, rapid response powered by Five Hour Energy. Let's get into these quick hits. We announced here at NASCAR that the Bushlight Clash—I can finally say it after a year of doing it. Thank goodness is going to return to the LA Coliseum on February 5th to kick off the 2023 season. If you weren't there in 2022, you missed a highlight of the season for me. It was incredible. Southern California, downtown LA, the historic venue, and then you get to see race cars in the middle of it. Come on, give me all that. So we're going to do it again uh, next season. Nate, what are you most excited for the return of the class? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on a NASCAR program, but mm. I'm actually looking forward to more slam bang action crashes. I just think year two, they're going <laughs> to, they, they felt it out in year one. Let's have more yellows. Yeah. I, I think that's what we'll see. Mm. Yeah, I mean, also, you know, we're not going to be worried about how many parts and cars and we're going to yeah. be all that is going to be yeah, taken yeah, care of. Yeah. So like boys have at it. I'm excited for the show. Like the, the entertainment mm -hmm. value was so high when I, I just, we were there and I just got to like sit there and enjoy it. I'm like, man, if you weren't here, like TV doesn't do it justice no. on how awesome of a show that was. So I'm excited about that. And just being in that California sun, it does uh, not too bad in February. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mad. Uh, if you're new here, you know that I, I love, well, I guess you don't know that I love Southern California. So give me all of the SoCal sunshine. When you are watching cup cars go around in a circle and you look up and there's like the Olympic torch. I, it's just the, the coolest thing. The Hollywood sign is in the background. Ever. Plus I said, what's up to Ice Cube last year. So <laughs> love it. Give me all of the Bushlight Clash. Okay. Uh, and then our second one here for this rapid response, Tyler Reddick. All of us have said that a win is coming. The pressure is now building because Daniel Suarez was another, as we mentioned at the start of the show, a first-time winner in the NASCAR Cup Series. Tyler Reddick has yet to check that box of getting the win. Nate, we know that the monkey on the back is heavy when it comes to getting that first win in the Cup Series, and it's hard to do. So is the pressure mounting for Tyler I, Reddick? I think it is. I don't think he would admit it publicly, but yeah. and the way that team has run, unfortunately, in recent weeks, it feels like they've tailed off a little bit from where they were uh, in the opening couple of races. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like the, the pressure is mounting with four first-time winners. Now the narrative automatically switches to who's the next guy, and Tyler Reddick is the clear-cut sure. next person who should win their first cup race. Yep. But does it happen this year? Does it? It doesn't feel like it right now, no. sadly, for yeah. Tyler Reddick. Yeah, Mamba, the only guys basically left. We have Harrison Burton, who's a rookie, Todd Gilliland, Ty Dillon. I mean, we're, we're getting into the... <laughs> we're getting... 
Look, I, I, I said a few weeks ago I'm going to stop picking Tyler Reddick to win races on this show because <laughs> I feel like I keep jinxing my man. So that's why I said it, it's, it's really, I think it's more, he's an, I think he's annoyed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, yeah. I think at this point it's annoying. Like, yeah. I don't think it's like pressure. It's just like, are you serious? Like, you know, like he had a good race going and <laughs> again, couldn't finish. And then he looks over to see who wins. Yeah, he's buddies with Daniel, and we all love Suarez, but he's like, are you serious? now I got to answer more of these <laughs> questions? Like, so I think he's just annoyed, and, and I feel that uh, pressure. I don't think he's a two-time um, Xfinity champion. Like, he's a champion. He knows how to win races. He knows how to do that. I don't think he's pressure is really at, but I think the annoyance level is getting pretty high. Mm. Does he win this season? Yeah, I think so. You're not going to pick him. Uh-huh. No, I'm not going to pick him. I'm not, I'm not picking yeah, you yeah. to you win be a race. With your jinx there, Mom. Right. I'm not going to pick you to win a race, <laughs> but I'm going to pick you to win a race. All right. <laughs> See what I did there? All right. Uh, we do not have any backseat bets this week because we are heading into a nice little vacation off week for the NASCAR Cup Series. But we do have something new and exciting for those that are watching. You can text backseat to 31032 for all of your backseat news. And there's also a matchup. Uh, looking ahead to Nashville in two weeks with Daniel Suarez, that momentum will be high. So make sure and text that number that you see on your screen right now to vote for who you would like to match up next to Daniel Suarez in the 99 next week. But Nate Mamba, always a pleasure. NBC will take over the coverage when it comes to Nashville in two weekends. Nate, just give it a thumbs up. He's pumped for that. Uh, but the backseat drivers will be back here next week. We'll break down uh, the season so far, our superlatives for that. We'll also get into a little silly season because what is the summer heat without some silly season talk? So make sure and join us right here next Monday. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Backseat Drivers. Make sure to rate, review, and follow to stay up to date on each new episode dropping every Monday.